1: Tomorrow can be bigger yeah. Just grow Let the world overflow You're yeah. my life bigger than yourself You're created for me
2: Hello, this is the Live Big broadcast with Derek Greer. Today, we will hear a classic message from our archives that we believe will be a blessing to you and give you principles to live big in Christ. Let's join Bishop Greer for this classic teaching.
1: In Ephesians 6 and verse 10. Paul is writing by the Holy Spirit. He said, finally, my brethren, be weak. No, be what? Strong where? In the Lord. But, but this is important. Pay attention god never requires you to be strong never never say what are you saying the only strength he requires is for us to be strong in the lord's strength part of my problem at certain times in my life i was too strong i wouldn't bend i wouldn't bow so i hurt myself and all the rest he doesn't say hey i only want strong people following me no no Paul said, You know, I, I glorify my weaknesses and my infirmities. It's a different way of thinking. He wants people that recognize their weaknesses. And when you recognize your weaknesses, that's when you can tap into his real strength. But many of us are saying how strong we are in all of our accomplishments and achievements. And that's why spiritually we're so busted and disgusted. He said, Be strong in who? The Lord. The Lord. Now, you might be stronger than me naturally, emotionally, and all those other things. But that really doesn't matter in God's book, if you will. What matters is how well we've tapped into his strength. Because our greatest strength is maybe about two inches thick. God's strength is zillions, infinity wide. You understand what I'm saying? So our strength does not impress him even if you're stronger than, than I am. Be strong in the Lord, and watch this, and in the power of his what? Might. Now, all of us will have moments where we, you know, just feel weak and all the rest. But here's the deal. According to Scripture, if you are always beat down, the reason is you're relying on your own strength. If you're always tired and devil always got you and it's just, oh, God, I got to go. Something's wrong. Many people, that's their church experience. Their pastor preaches it. They sing it. And that's all they're just going through just going through everybody's always going through just going through they're never on top they're always in the valley they're always underneath the devil's always on their head that's actually the the message preached it's the message sung and it's the message lived but it's not the message of the bible he said be strong in who the lord and in the power of his who's his who's his who's his who's his his? not mine but his, what? Might. So I want to ask you a question. How is living in your strength working for you? Yelling at everybody. Manipulating everybody. Hitting everybody. Uh, that got real quiet there. But put on, watch this. Here's the answer to all of our weakness. Put on the whole, they say whole. A lot of people are pick and choose saints. They pick the parts of the Bible they're comfortable with. They pick the parts of the Bible that that they enjoy. But but here's the deal. If you become a pick and choose saint when it comes to God's word, you might as well put a kick me sign on the back of your back spiritually because the devil's going to kick your butt for the rest of your spiritual journey because he didn't say put on some armor. Do you know that if only 10% of a boat has a hole in it, it's going to sink? And the part of the ward you avoid... It's a part that's sinking you. The part of the word no one can tell you about, that you got all your opinions about, is a part of your life that's being sunk by your rejection of God's armor in that what? Area. He said, put on the whole, put on the what? Whole Whole armor of who? God. Now we taught on this before, this is is God's armor, but the point I want to emphasize here is this armor is the only, say with me only, This armor is the only defense the Bible offers you. It's the only defense you have. And if you don't put it on, you will not be defended. You will live a pitiful and helpless life, even though you have a covenant with God. Meaning God says, listen, I'll give you the rifle. I'll give you the training. I'll I'll give you all the clothes you need and all the rest. But here's the deal. The enemy's coming. And when he comes, I need you to shoot. But many of us, what we do is, well, you know, everything that happens is just, you know, God's will. So if the enemy's coming, it must be God's will. So you accept the enemy. You don't pick up your rifle. You don't fight. You don't resist. Because everything that happens is God's will. But how many of you know that everything that happens is not necessarily God's will? Does God want us to sin? Do we sin? So obviously everything that happens is not what? God's will. So with that in mind we have something we have to put on and if you don't put it on you are not going to win in this battle see what we want to do i'm not talking to you but the person next to you we want the pastor and, and the elders and those folks to do all the fighting all, all the praying and all the rest and you go on and do your thing that's why you're getting beat he said for you he's talking to the saints not to the pastors not to the elders not not to the care leaders he's talking to the entire church put on the what whole all of it every single area armor of god and then watch the reason and the opposite of the reason stated would also be true watch this that you may be able to stand meaning if you don't put on the whole armor you won't be able to stand so if you're not able to stand it's not that god has failed you it's because you didn't put something on that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil this armor is what gives us the capacity to resist the devil this armor is not my own strength. It's not my own wit. It's not my own ability It's something that god gives me in order to be successful in my spiritual journey real important For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. How many of you know folks fighting against other people? Fighting against uh, lifestyles political parties and, and all the rest and, and the enemies are, are are flesh and blood According to scripture you're out of line with the bible He said we, we're not wrestling with people and then he lists the four rankings of demons the damned if you will he goes into the arena where all the fallen spirits are and then he ranks and puts them in order. he was saying listen you guys are mad at people talking about white folks black folks talking about republicans talking about democrats talking about this group that group that is not the problem the problem is the demons behind the groups you understand <laughs> the demons operating through the people that's the problem if you deal with the spirit then, then you can liberate the people but we're trying to kill people and just you know, let the devil keep keep playing his game. Again, let, let's list quickly, and I want to get through this part to get to our place of emphasis. But we wrestle against principalities, powers, rules of darkness, as a spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, what does it say? Therefore, what? Therefore, why is there? For why? Why is why is this uh, there? Because we are dealing with highly organized opponents. He puts them in rank and order. Demons are highly organized. And the thing is, if you're going to deal with a highly organized opposition, you need to make sure you are obedient under your command and and that you are using all the weapons that are available to you in order to withstand. Am I making sense to you? And then he repeats and emphasis is the way you add an exclamation point in, in, in the Greek. Therefore, take up the whole, the what whole, the what whole. That's the problem. The part you walk away from the word at. So you say, I don't need all that. I don't need to go that far. That's where you're going to be. Put on the whole armor of God. That's why we're all, you know, I preach from all these different books and, and I'm not just one message on faith, every, not one message just on grace, not just on that. We, we want the whole armor of God so that we can stand. That's important. He said, take up the whole armor of God. That you may be able to withstand, meaning if you don't have on the full armor, you can't withstand. So if you're getting beat down, stop blaming God. It might be you're not armed properly. It might be that you're not equipped properly. So what you want to do is get into this word till you have the proper equipment to face the things that you're dealing with in life. That you may be able to withstand in the what? Evil day. This is very, very important. Many Christians do not believe that followers of Christ should ever have anything bad happen. Well, we need to grow up because the Bible, Peter says that we're not to be surprised by, by, by the fiery trials that, that come our way. Uh, but scripture says he's talking to saints in the evil day, meaning we will have days that are evil. And he said, you know what? I don't want to be negative. I don't want to be ne- So I'm going to leave that part about. He said in the evil day, you need to learn to stand. Meaning all of us will have evil days against our house against our bodies against our finances against our relationships all of us will have evil days but the deal is not see what you're trying to say lord if you love me there will be no evil days. god said i loved you and i taught you how to stand and that's important so if you don't learn how to stand you're not going to be able to face your evil day and guess what it's coming somebody's going to do something something will always happen he said this put on this whole armor Means I mean, search this word, every part. And don't, don't say, leave this part of my life alone. Leave that part. No, no, no. The whole thing that you may be able to withstand when? In the evil day. And then watch this. And having done all. That's, that's a big word. Let's say all. Meaning we have to be open to all God's truth. Amen. Not just our favorite truth, all right. but all of God's truth. Not just our denomination's truth. Not just our non-denomination's truth. We have to be open to everything. To, to the truth of God's word, every book of this, th- this Bible, and don't just uh, uh, move to the parts that make you feel good. And there are folks that only know the promises, the positive promises of God in Scripture. And if you rebuke them, they'll just fall apart. Ah, oh, you're, you're of the devil. No, uh, Timothy teaches that we are to correct and rebuke. And without rebuke, you can't be healthy. Without, that's like eating you know, without eating all, all protein without vegetables. You, you need this well-balanced plate. In order to live a healthy and whole life. And having done all to what? This is why I minister as passionately as I do. Because I want you to stand. I want you to win. I want you to be successful. And the only way I'm going to do that is not by hyping religiosity. But the Bible said you shall know the truth. And the truth, you know, basically, I'm I'm using it in the Greek, shall set you free. So if you don't know truth, you will never know freedom. So my job is not just to get you hyped, it's to get you knowing and understanding and believing and embracing. And yes, you want to be encouraged along the way. And, and it's good to, to shout and all the rest. I'm a shouter like like uh, most. Matter of fact, I'm one of the loudest shouters in, in this place. So I, I appreciate all that. But we got to make sure we, we have something to shout about and that we understand this thing. And we're armed. You know, a person with a rifle and a person with a shout. Who do you really want to go to battle with? No, please hear me. What we learn to do is our church thing. Ah, Amen, hallelujah. But we can't, we can't battle it out. We can't even have a conversation with our spouse without hitting somebody. We can't have a conversation with our spouse without calling somebody out of their name. But we, can, we know how to do church. That we could shout loud. We could do, we could do all that. But we miss, you know, the things we need to win the real warfare. It got quiet in here. Fourteen. Just bear with me a few more verses. I'm going to get to the place of emphasis. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with what? Truth. So to be armed for the battle, you have to know what? Truth. So uh, knowing that the Bible is a source of all truth and, and knowing where to find the, the, the truth is, is vital to success. Having a girded loin. Now, we taught this in the past, and I'm just going to be very quick here. Uh, back, you know, in the ancient world, they wore little uh, dresses with robes. OK, and in order to run, how many know in a dress you can't just run? You got to pull your dress up to run. OK, so they wore robes. So what they had to do is they would gird their loins in order for them to run. And in order for you to run, you got to know the truth. you got to be in the truth. You can't just be in church. You can't just be in high services. you got to know the truth. That's what is vital. And here's the deal. A lot of folks have an appetite for motivation, but not an appetite for truth. And that's why they're getting beat down. It's like, why is the church so beat up? Because they're highly motivated but ignorant. But we got to know the truth so the truth can set us free. Stay with me having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So at first it mentions truth. So truth is part of our armor. Secondly, righteousness is part of our armor. So you want to be armed for battle. You want to have a revelation of your righteousness that you've been made right with God apart from your works through faith in Jesus Christ. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old man has passed away. All things have become new. So a revelation of righteousness. So we're going to talk about various truths. We're going to talk about who we are in Christ and our righteousness. But watch this. And having your your, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So in order to win and to be truly armed, you got to be taking this gospel to the world and that's what we do here and that, that that's part of our mission if, if your life's just about you going into your blessed place you have missed it you are not armed for battle because you are on the earth not just to get blessed yourself but to be a blessing to others and when it, when you lose sight of that that's that's where you get in trouble let's keep going and then it says above all above all here uh gives a special emphasis to this next area taking the shield of what faith it's important You have to have more than postulations and and, and theories. You got to have more than just ideas and and theology. At at some point, you got to believe what the preacher's saying. At some point, you got to believe what the book is saying. And a lot of folks, I, I say this often, we go to church to rate the church instead of to believe what it said. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Let me tell you something. God is pleased when you win. And without faith, you cannot win because he called it the shield of faith. He says, through it, you can extinguish every single fiery dart of the enemy. So these fiery darts that got you depressed and beat up all the time, they're getting in. If they're getting in, it means there's something going on with the armor. Don't blame God. Don't say you were born that way. The reality is, in some way, we got to only say, Lord, you see, until we confess it and call it wrong, we won't repent and turn from it. So if I'm constantly blaming God, I'm never going to grow. Right. Yeah. It's the moment I own it yeah. that I can grow. As long as I say, you ain't fair, da, da, da. But I say, you know what, Lord, maybe I'm missing something. Lord, can you show me? I, I don't think I got this thing. And when I do that, it's amazing. He always meets me and shows me what I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He said, above all, taking the shield of what? Faith. Watch this. With which you shall be able to quench this, say all, all of them, every single one all the fiery darts arrows of the wicked one now what he's saying is we can quench every plan every hurtful thing that satan throws at us god didn't say he's going to stop the devil from shooting he didn't say he's going to stop the enemy from attacking but what he is saying is you can win i could give you a, a way to overcome it and defeat it do you understand I often want to go around it, but sometimes I have to go through it. And he said, I give you the capacity to quench every single fiery dart of the enemy. And then it says, and take the helmet of salvation. I'm moving slower than I want. Where is the helmet on the head? So if you want to, to defeat the adversary and be armed uh, spiritually, you want to know what you're saved from. Most of us, the only thing we're saved from when I die, I'm going to heaven. But you don't know what you're saved from in life. That's why you're getting defeated in life. And let me tell you, the devil will steal everything you're ignorant of. He's that type of devil. He's a thief. And if you don't know uh, what's yours, he will take it. You think you've been in a courtroom with a tough lawyer? Let me tell you something. The devil, he he is a tough, and he will use the law and and every law God ever created against you if you let him. He said, and take the hell of salvation. So you got to know what you're saved from. You also have to know what you're saved to. And this is part of understanding. But again, we we want pretty songs and we miss what church is all about. It's about being equipped to live. It's it's, it's about being armed for battle. It's about getting tools to be successful in life. And then it says, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, I want you to notice that the, the spirit of God moves in conjunction with God's word. How many of you know, folks, well, the Holy Spirit told you, but it, it's so contrary to what the principles of God's word says? No. God's word and spirit operate together. He says, the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of what? God. You see, if you're not open to the spirit, you, you, you'll not be able to hear the right word. But, but also, if you're not open to the word, you'll have the wrong spirit. Because I know some folks not open to the word. They got, they got a wrong spirit, very religious spirit. Talking about Jesus, but they're not open to the word. And they're taken captive by the devil saying, how did that happen? Let's keep moving. Here's our place of focus. Verse 18, and I'm going to slow it down just a little bit. And we're making now we're making better time. He's talking about the armor. He's talking about the uh, equipment we have to win in life. And in the midst of describing, you know, truth, righteousness, peace, and, and, and salvation, and, and the word of God, he injects something, which is part of our victory. He said, praying, always. So an essential part of our armor is our prayer life. And I want you to notice how often you should pray. Always. So obviously there's an attitude of Prayer that we can be in because he did not expect everyone in the church no longer to go to work, no longer to have conversations. Matter of fact, the early church were very hard workers. They worked from sunset to sundown and they were busy out in the fields and the rest. So prayer is not just a matter of necessarily being on your knees, though we're going to end there tonight on our knees. uh, But it's an attitude and it's a heartbeat. He says, praying always with what? All prayer. Now, both words, praying we're always with all prayer, the same Greek words, which is very important. And he uses the most common Greek word for prayer throughout the entire New Testament. And the word, I'm going to butcher the word, but it's yoke And that's the term that's translated prayer here. And it's a very, uh, again, it's a common Greek word, and it's a compound Greek word. And it's taken from two words, pro and uke. Now, pro is a preposition that means face-to-face, Remember um, John 1.1, 1, 1, he said, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, same in the beginning was with God. Uh, that line where it says, was with God, it literally means he was face to face with God. So what John was saying was that Jesus was with God, face to face, in the most intimate possible relationship known. So when, when John speaks of the word, he's speaking of intimacy. So this face-to-face, this prose, again, it was the same width that was used in John 1.1, is a part of the term used for prayer. So it's interesting, Jesus and the Father had a forever-always prayer life. They were always in each other's face. It's important. So the first part of praying is intimacy, face-to-face. I heard of a child who uh it was, it was a girl her father would often talk to her, her while she's doing other things and uh you know she had something serious to say i think she was like seven years old or so and her father answered while she's watching a football game and uh the, the little girl said well, well i want you to talk to me dad he said i am talking to you. i'm telling you what. To, i want you to talk to me he said, and, and, and then finally she walked over to him turned his head and said well talk to me with your face that's important we're so busy Doing so many things. Yeah, I'll talk to you while I'm doing this. I'll talk to you while I'm doing that. I'll talk to you while I'm doing that. God's saying, talk to me with your face. Turn your face to the wall. Talk to me with your face. Prayer is talking to God with your face. Can I have a few minutes of undivided attention? Can I have just a little bit of your time? After all, I'm just the creator of the ends of the earth. After all, I'm just the most significant being that could ever be. Uh, Can I have a little bit of face time, please? Prayer. Prosuke. Pro. Preposition meaning face to face. Then uh, uk, And it's a Greek word meaning wish, desire, but more frequently in the Greek world, it was used for vow. And it was used in Greek writings when a Greek would pray, they would make a vow to God. And what they would do is they would promise God something for the answered prayer. So it's the combination of two, two words. So uh, one word is face to face, but the second word is uh, used to describe a, a person that makes a vow based on a deep need. And what, what the word communicates is a willingness to surrender something great to God in exchange for an answer to prayer. So the combination of these words now we're, we're learning about prayer I, I said this before and it bears repeating if you could teach me one thing only one thing in life you know what i want to learn how to pray how to pray how to pray uh, some people say i'm an okay preacher but you know what i do know how to do pray prayer according to this term pro uh, uh yoke is a face-to-face intimate moment with god but secondly, it's, it, it, there's an idea of sacrifice associated. And what, what happens with people, I come to you like, Lord, like Santa Claus, just give me what I want. You don't sacrifice for Santa. That, that prayer is face-to-face, but the second part of it is, it, it, there's this sacrifice and a willing to let go of even your desire. Jesus said, not my will, but thine be done. A willingness to let go of that thing you say you want to start wanting the right thing is part of prayer. So if you just go to prayer to boss God around, you miss the spirit of prayer. It's important. It's not just telling God what you want. It's a heart of surrender. And it's a willingness to, to give God whatever is required. It's a willingness to, to give up, to go up. So, so prayer, it, it, it's a heart thing. God, face to face, Lord, I you have... You have my undivided attention. I know your face is shining upon me. And Lord, I don't come here as the boss of this thing. I come here with a willingness to give you whatever you want, Lord, even to let this thing go. And that's the way Jesus prayed. God, not my will, but thine be done. Even to let this thing go. If you show me up, maybe I'm I'm directed wrong, Lord, but I come before you and and I want to bring you the sacrifice, pray, whatever I can offer you, Lord, in return for for what you do, Lord. I I love you. Not that I'm trying to buy it, but but Lord, you are so worthy. And Lord, whatever you want, that's what I want to give you in response that's the spirit of this most commonly used term for prayer but paul continues he says praying always with all prayer and supplication
2: thank you for joining us today tune in again next time as we continue this classic teaching with bishop breer it is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today if you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big.